Well, the uh, World Series has been set. Kind of was hoping for a little baseball yesterday. But despite the best efforts of our old friend DJ LeMayhew, the Astros move on to face the Nats. That series begins tomorrow. Joining me now is the host of Believe in Yankees on the Believe Podcast Network. Yankees insider Ralphie Aversa is my guest. Ralphie, how are you feeling today? Ryan, uh... You know, I'm I'm feeling better than I did yesterday, but still not that great. Uh, it was it was a heart wrenching one, especially when you know coming into this season, you have the expectations for a team that you know I think most Yankee fans had. What ultimately was the difference between the Astros and the Yankees? Pitching, 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 and timely hitting. I think were the two starting pitching. And, and look, you knew going into the series that. The Astros were going to have a major upper hand on the, you know, on the rotation front. Um, you were hoping that the Yankees bullpen and their timely hitting could make up for it. And as you mentioned, thanks to uh, former Rocky DJ LeMahieu, that was almost the case. Um, but I think what you saw, especially in Game Six, was simply put an overworked bullpen and. It's tough to even really blame the manager, Aaron Boone, who was crushed last postseason for not going to his bullpen quick enough and leaving guys like Sabathia and Luis Severino in there too long. Um, you saw it certainly with, with Canely. Uh, Ottavino, really the last month of the regular season and into the postseason, couldn't get right, although he did have a, a solid outing there uh, Saturday night with Game 6. And then, of course, the, the final blow there uh, against Chapman from Altuve, dealing the deal. Yeah, I want to ask about uh, Chapman because his uh, the face he had went viral, but I want to ask you another question about uh, DJ LeMahieu. Where would this Yankees team have been without him? Uh, not in the postseason, I don't think. I mean, to have a guy like that who, you know, and look, he, he had a bit of a, a time there, obviously, at first base with a couple uncharacteristic errors, but the regular season, he, I mean, his war, his wins above replacement was six. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about a guy who coming into the season was signed as an insurance policy and as a utility infielder, a guy who can kind of bridge the gap between, uh, you know, the, the IL stint that Didi Gregorius was going to have. He started the season on the IL because he had Tommy John uh, surgery uh, after the conclusion of last postseason. You know, you weren't sure really with coming into the season, Miguel and Duhar slated to be our starting third baseman. A lot of questions, though, with his glove. And, of course, you know, with Didi's absence, you were going to slide Glaber Torres from second to short. So you were going to slot him in at, at second, you were going to play him at third, and you were going to kind of hope he could get you to the middle of summer when Didi was going to be back, and hopefully everybody was right and okay. And obviously, as we saw, an MLB record number of players hitting the IL, uh, they needed him. And for a guy to hit, uh, you know, well into – his 300s to have an A-plus glove no matter where they threw him. Um, he was without question. You know, a lot of Yankees, they're going to get the New York bias if you talk to most Yankee fans. They're going to argue that LeMahieu should be the MVP. The fact of the matter is the MVP doesn't always go to the most valuable player of a team. It goes to the best player, you know, in the league, and it, it's going to go to Trout, I would imagine, again. Right. Ralphie Aversa joining us here on Drive Time Sports. So what about that look from Aroldis Chapman? What did you make of it when you saw it? Well, I, I'm glad you brought it up, and, and I'll revert back to it. And I don't know if you saw it. 
going almost as viral as that look from Chapman was the look that Mariano Rivera gave as he walked off the mound in 2001. Obviously, a much huger spot, giving up the uh, the 15 bouncer up the middle to uh, Luis Gonzalez, and Mariano smiled as well. And I think in both instances. I don't think either player was smiling because they were happy or because they didn't care. I think it's actually the exact opposite. I think they are so stunned. They are so in disbelief at that point. I mean, I'm not going to, I definitely don't want to rehash what happened in, in 01 there in game seven with Mariano. But if you look at this game, I just think, you know, Chapman is walking off the mound thinking to himself, I got a defensive replacement on deck. And I just got beat by one of the best players in the game. And I didn't even get beat with my best pitch. I let him beat me on a, on a slider that I hung. Um, and you know what? Maybe, maybe also, and I don't know if he's thinking about it in the moment, but obviously there's a lot of talk about Chapman's uh, opt-out clause that he has now coming into this offseason. Uh, there were rumors that he was 1,000% opting out. He denied those rumors. We'll see what actually happens, but I think – uh, the way this season ended, and specifically that last pitch that was thrown, uh, certainly complicates things a little bit for him. Yeah, I guess I, I jump forward one because I, I guess the better question, other than the look, is why did he throw that pitch to Altuve? Yeah, look, he, he obviously, you know, he, he uh, there was there was one on. He was behind in the count. And what we've seen with Chapman is when he's on, what he is on. He can throw both the fastball at 100-plus for a strike, and he could drop that slider in there as well, and he really just keeps batters off balance. But as you saw, saw throughout the progression of that inning, and look, even when he's off a little bit, he's still a role as Chapman. He's still an above-average closer. He's still the guy you want coming into the ninth. I mean, again, as a Yankee fan, you're spoiled because you're going to just compare everyone to Mariano Rivera, and there's never going to be another Mariano Rivera on any team ever again. But as we saw, even with, with him not being able to locate that fastball, he was able to get two outs. I think in that situation, you've got to be a little more cognizant of who's on deck, but obviously he's behind 2-1, and I, I, you know, he doesn't want to fall behind. Uh, sadly, he just, you know, and it wasn't, I don't think it was an awful pitch, but it just it flat out got too much of the plate, and you, you got to remember who's up there swinging, too. Ralphie Aversa, the host of Believe in Yankees on the Believe Podcast Network, joining me here on Drive Time Sports. One entire decade without a World Series appearance uh, for the New York Yankees. How warm is Brian Cashman's seat? Um, I don't think it's as warm as you'd think. Um, look, I, I, there's a lot of things at play, and we could, do, we could go on for 15, 20 minutes about it. Um, I'll just say, uh, to sum it up, it's not as warm as you'd think because of where the Yankees are financially right now. I mean, you've got to remember, they haven't had to pay a judge yet, a Glaber Torres yet, a Gary Sanchez yet. Um, they're coming off a number of seasons in which uh, you know, revenue declined from ticket sales. Obviously, there was a sale of the Yes Network, and they bought some of it back. So now they have TV revenue again. Bottom line is they have a lot of money coming in because they're an extremely popular team, and they're not paying the type of salaries that these Yankee teams normally pay. That's going to come to an end, obviously, at some point here as these guys come up for free agency. This year, obviously, kind of the first with Didi, um, Didi Gregorius. And so 
you know, ask me again after next season if the Yankees don't win at all. But I think Cashman's fine. I think Boone's fine as well. So, last thing before I let you go, Ralphie, you saw the Astros up close for six games. Any way the Nationals beat them? Oh, absolutely. You know, Derek Jeter used to say all the time, it's not the uh, not the best team that wins the, the World Series, it's the hottest team. And there is something to be said about a team coming into that one-game winner-take-all wild card and then just going on a run. And we've seen that with the Nationals. Baseball, which is a sport that players will tell you is built on repetition and routine, you know, doesn't always lend itself so well to having the type of break that the Nationals had. On the same token, though, it's it's also a long season, and and certainly it has been for for the Nationals, who, you know, at one point were 19 and 31, and it didn't look like anything was happening with their season. So I absolutely do. And and the other thing you got to keep in mind, too, let's not forget that, uh, in game six here of the ALCS, yes, the Astros advanced, but that was a bullpen game for them. Um, mm-hmm. Nationals aren't going to have to do that. They have, they have four front-end starters. So, so I think it's going to be a good World Series. I do. You can follow Ralphie on Twitter at Ralphie Aversa, A-V-E-R-S-A. Catch him on Believe in Yankees on the Believe Podcast Network. Great insight, Ralphie. Really appreciate it. Let's talk soon. Yes, Ryan. Thanks for having me, bud.